Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Abe and Barbara Kassin in memory of Shulamit Bat Zarife. Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied and Abraham bin Esther. We are beginning at the Mishnah on Daf Tzadizayin Amud Bet towards the bottom of the Amud. And the Mishnah says, A person designated a female animal for his Quran Pesach. Of course, Quran Pesach can only come from a Zakhar, from a male. But this fellow designated a female for the Quran Pesach. Or, Zachar ben Sheteshanim, or a male that was overaged. Quran Pesach has to be within the first year. But he designated an animal that already was in the second year. So the deen is that you have to let that animal graze until it becomes Baal Mum, and then you sell Lishlamim. So then you have to take the money and you uh, spend it on a Qurban Shalamim. According to the Girsad, the Masur Tashas brings down the Yavi Bedamav Shalamim. He takes out the word Nedava. Just says that you bring from the money of the sale, you bring it a Qurban Shalamim. That she says, Yiraya Achi Stev Yavi Bedamav Shalamim. In the bottom two lines, the Kavate Afrasha. She says a big Hadush over here. That the reason why it's Yiraya Achi Stev is because we consider this as a Pesach Dahui. Why? Even though it itself is not worthy to be brought as a Qurban Pesach, it's either an overage or it's a female. So the Chaurah was never worthy to be a Qurban Pesach, to be pushed away, that you tell me has the deen of Yerayachi Yistaev. So Rashi says, Ha'itushim, the Kavate Afrasha. No, the mere designation of such a Qurban gives it a status of a Pesach, even though from the inception it is uh, it is pushed away in the sense that it's not uh, valid. It's as if it was uh, eligible and then pushed away. And the deed is, as we learned earlier, whenever you have a Qurban, that's Ra'ui for a Pesach, and then it becomes pushed away, so then the deen is you don't bring it as a Qurban, but you sell it and you bring the money as a Qurban Chilim. So that's the deen over here in this case as well. Uh, you sell it, and after it becomes a Ba'amum, and you take the money for a Qurban. Mishnah continues, a Mafrish Pesho Vamit. A person designated his Qurban Pesach, and then he died. And the Gemara will go elaborately and discuss when exactly he died. But for our purposes, he designated a Qurban Pesach and died. Lo yivienu beno aharav l'shem Pesach. So his son cannot bring it uh, for him 
as a Qurban Pesach, because his son was not uh, uh, designated on the Qurban. His father was designated on the Qurban. Once the father dies, now there's no more, uh, there's no more subscribers to the Qurban Pesach, there's no more registrants for the Qurban Pesach. So the deen is, Ela l'shem shelamim. But the son can bring that Pesach as a Qurban shelamim. So yeah, she says on the second line, Ta'avide Pesach shemetu ba'ala ve'en kan minuim. When the father dies, there's no more, uh, he was the only guy in the Qurban. Once uh, he dies, the Qurban obviously is not valid for a Pesach. So it's pushed off to bring it as a Qurban Shalamim. And again, the Gemara will explain exactly when the father died to tell us when the Qurban is brought as a Shalamim. Gemara says, Amar Avuna Bered Rav Yoshua. Shma'mina Telat. We learn from our Mishnah three dinim. Shma'mina, number one, Ba'ale Hayim Nidhin. Ba'ale Hayim, animals that are alive, can be. Uh, pushed away. So the lashon is they can be rejected from the mizbeach. What does that mean? Rashi. Shmak mina ba'ale hayim nidchin behema, an animal. Shinidchit behayim. It was rejected when it was alive, like this korban pesach that we're discussing over here. The overaged animal. It's alive. You didn't slaughter it yet. Dehuya dehui gamur. When it becomes rejected, it is a total rejection. Even if it subsequently becomes valid for what originally it was valid for, you do not bring it as a korban, but you let it grace. Now that she gives you the example. The first case of the Mishnah was, you let it grace. And you don't bring it itself as a shilamim, but you sell it and use the money. Because really, that's what it was eligible for from the beginning. Which means that's considered like a residual Pesach. Where any korban that you weren't able to bring as a korban Pesach, like in this case over here, you weren't able to bring an overage animal as a korban Pesach, so it turns into a shilamim. But in this case over here, since you designated it, Mehaim, and you designated it as a Pesach, so even though it was alive, and even though at that point it would have been Ra'uy eventually for a Shalamim, still once you designate something when it's alive and it becomes uh, designated for a uh, uh, something that it's uh, not Ra'uy for, it becomes Da'uy permanently. And therefore, Udlo Kerebishibon. Not like Rabbi Shimon, the Amar Baale Hayim in Nidhin, the Gamir Baale Mum Shinidhaya Lushavar Mumon Dere, which means the Bishamon holds that uh, an animal can only become Dahoi after it is slaughtered. It can still change when it's alive. You know, if you designate it for one thing and it's not valid for that item, if it's still valid for the other thing, you can bring it for the other item. According to this, they know. Once already was Dahoi Mihayim, you brought it for a pesa. It's not valid for a pesa. It's dahoi finished. There's no, there's no going back. Even though technically it was always valid for a korban shilamim, this animal, an overaged animal, you could bring it for shilamim. In the keva, you can bring it for a shilamim. Doesn't matter. The hoi mehayim, even though it's alive, once it was rejected, it is rejected uh, completely. It can never go back as a uh, korban. That is the first deen. He says that that is once a live animal becomes disqualified as a sacrifice, it retains its disqualified status even after the reason for the disqualification disappears. Right? From the Mishnah's ruling of the case of the female or the overaged uh, uh, animal, that you let it graze. 
and it is not offered as a shilamim, even though uh, this was in effect initially what it was consecrated for, since even a valid Pesach, if left after the holidays, what as a shilamim. So if you just did nothing to this uh, animal, then normally it turns into a shilamim. doesn't matter. But since you designated it for a, uh, a Pesach, so that's considered already uh, a dihui, right? When it, uh, uh, you designate it for the wrong item, and therefore it's pushed away, and therefore it does not uh, turn back into a shlamim at all. Next din. minna dihui mi'ikara havi dihui. Okay, that's the, that is the hadush of the Mishnah as well. That something that was rejected from the inception is still considered rejection. Even though this item was rejected initially, it was uh, overaged. It was not a for Grammar Pesach from the beginning. Or it was a female. It wasn't a from the beginning. It doesn't matter. Once you say, Harezu the Qurban Pesach, it still uh, can be rejected. Even though from the beginning it was not true. You might say, maybe what the guy said, Harezu the Pesach is nothing. It doesn't even uh, hal. Right, it doesn't even qualify because it wasn't Shayach. No. Even something that was rejected initially can uh, uh, remain rejected. It's not worthy to what you sanctified it for. It's not such a act to be a Korban Pesach. Right? But still it says what? It is grazed. That's Masma what? That the Pesach is hal on it. And then you're not bringing it as a Pesach. That means it was Ra'oi for a Pesach, or, or it's designated for a Pesach, and it was pushed away. Therefore, the deen is you cannot bring it as a Shilamim. Third deen, Bishma'amina, Yishti Hoi Bidamim. There is the Hoi on something that is only consecrated for its money value. In this case over here, when you consecrate it for a Karbat Pesach, so you cannot bring it as a Pesach, so you bring it as a Shilamim, but you cannot bring it as a Shilamim itself. You only bring the value of its Money, which means you sell it and you give the money to uh, the Mizbayah uh, as a Qurban Shalamim. So Rashi says, what's the solution this? So we read Rashi, Vishma'amim There is rejection when it comes to something that is only consecrated for its money value. Can the Parishit become a Komot, Okay, like he explains it. I would um, go a little down. Towards the middle of that Nashi. Something like this that wasn't consecrated for its goof from the inception. From the inception, you couldn't bring this as a Qurban Pesach. So from initially it was rejected. So the only Kiddushah that it had was what? It's money. Money value. Okay, go on. Here's a different case. Well, let's say you designated half a Qurban. Uh, half a Qurban for Kodesh and half a Qurban for remained Hodin. So such an animal you cannot, you can never put it on the Mizbaya. Because half it's Kodesh and half it's Hodin. Obviously the inception was only consecrated for its monetary value. Once it's pushed away, it's pushed away. You might have argued and said, no, maybe you only push away an animal that was consecrated Begufo. Meaning if it was worthy itself to be brought as a Korban. But here from the inception, it was never worthy in itself. It was only worthy for monetary. So you might have thought that such a dihui, if it becomes worthy, for example, after Pesach, for a shalamim, maybe I can bring it as a shalamim. No, even someone that's consecrated from the inception for its monetary value, like in this case over here, where you could not have brought it as a 
Korban Pesach because it wasn't Rahui, so automatically it only had Kiddushat Demim on it. So this Dihui is a Dihui. It does not return back to become Rahui. So those are the three Hadushim of the Mishnah. Okay. Tell We have a blight. Hamafrish et Pesho. Okay, guy designates his Korban Pesach. Vemit. And then the guy dies. He's the only one registered on the Korban Pesach. Now the Gemara discusses his son. Well, if his son was registered with him, you got two people. Alright, so the son is registered, no problem, he's still on. He can bring it as Korban Pesach. If his son is not registered with the father, so the son brings it as a Korban. Okay, on the 16th of Nisan. That would be the second day of Pesach. So the Gebra says, You bring it on the 16th as a Korban Pesach, but not on the 15th. Because the 15th is Yom Tov. And why can't you bring a Shalamim on Yom Tov? Okay, because this opinion holds that you do not bring voluntary Korbanot on Yom Tov. This Korban is not obligatory, it's a Nidavah, it's a donation. So therefore you can't bring it on Yom Tov, so you bring it on the 16th. And that's the first deen. Now the Gemara analyzes the Braita. Dimita av emat. When did the father die? Okay, so basically we have two dinim in the Mishnah. If the son is registered, it's a Pesach. If the son is not, if the son is not registered, it's a shilamim. Now we want to know when did the father die that these dinim are going to be true. So the Gemara says, "Ilema demit kodem hatzot." If the father died before hatzot, that's midday on either Pesach. That's when the korban begins to be brought at hatzot. But let's say the father died before hatzot. If the son is registered, can the son bring it Lashem Pesach? When a father dies, the son obviously becomes an Onin. Right? He becomes an Onin. Now the deen is that if he becomes an Onin, before already the Hayyuv of Pesach is on him, because the Hayyuv of Pesach doesn't hit until Hatzot. So he was an Onin first. So the deen is, such an onen cannot bring the Qurban Pesach himself. As we learned, if he was registered as part of a group, the group can bring it for him, and he's, he cannot eat, but they can, he can bring it for him, and he's yotzeh. However, here he's the only guy that's registered. If he's the only guy registered, we make a gezerah that we're concerned that he might become tameh. He might get tameh from the, uh, from the uh, met, especially in this case over here, where the Aninut came first. So therefore he's going to be more involved with his Aninut than his Pesach. So therefore, if the guy, if the father died before Hatzot, how could you tell me that the son brings it as Qurban Pesach? Impossible. He's an Onen before Hatzot already, before the Hayyuf Qurban Pesach, even it. So what's the case? So the Gemara says, so let's just read that in the Shi for one second. Look at the third line of the guy already, the son is an onin. First. Right? As we learned, that the hayuf to bring it alone now is not on him. So the Gemara says, you know what the case is? 
Ah, so the father must have died after Hatsot. Very good. So therefore, the Hayyub Pesach came on him first, because when Hatsot came, uh, uh, he's Hayyab, and then he became an Onen. In such a case, we say, bring it as a Pesach. Because why? Because we say in that case when the Hayyub of Pesach is on him first, he's going to be careful, because he's obligated already now, he had the Hayyub of Pesach first, he's going to be careful not to become Tameh, he can bring the Korban uh, uh, even alone. So we have no problem with that. So the Gibbara says, En beno memune imo. But we have a problem from the second part of the Braita. It said, if the son was not registered, Yibienu leshum shalamim. You're going to bring it as a shalamim. How could that be? Once Hatsot came, and the father was alive, this already is designated as a legitimate Korban Pesach. What's the deen if a Pesach becomes Dahui? If the Pesach becomes Dahui, the deen is you don't bring that Korban itself. You have to let it graze, and you sell the money, and you bring it as a shalamim. So it goes, Hatsot. Hatsot already was Korban for Korban Pesach. So if you're learning the cases he died after, I thought the second deen of the night, that doesn't make sense. Why would the son bring it as a shilamim? The son should graze it and then use the money. So therefore we have a question how to interpret the night. So the Gebra is going to offer five different interpretations how to interpret this night. So Gebra says, Amar Rabbah. Amar Rabbah, Le'olam, Demit Kodem Hatsot. Really, I'll tell you the case of the bride that the father died before Hatsot. Oh, so we had a problem with that. If he dies before Hatsot, so uh, he's on in. How does he bring the Qurban? So the Gabbara says, Umayyivienu Lishum Pesach. And what did it mean that he brings it Lishem Pesach? Lishum Pesach Sheni. He's not Pesach Lishon, he brings it Pesach Sheni. Which means he really has two options. His option is either very quickly let him register himself with another group so long as he's not the only guy in the group they can bring it for him as well but if he wasn't able to register himself in a another group then already he just waits until Pesach Sheni. So that's what it means if he died before Hatzot if he ended the Shem Pesach not this year, not this, this day meaning a month later. Okay. Second answer of the Brayta. The bright is actually talking about two different cases. And you read the, you read the bright like this. If the father died, after Hatsot, and the son is registered with him, so, okay, you bring in the Shem Pesach, that's obvious. He was registered, he's still registered on it. Uh, his Aninut only came after the Hayyub of the Pesach. So, therefore, the son brings it as a Pesach. And the second case of the Brayta is, And the son was not registered with him. Then the son brings it as a Shilamim. Of course. The father died before Hatsot, so it was never designated as a Pesach. The son wasn't with him, and therefore you bring it as a Shalim. So therefore the Braita is talking about two different cases. One case where the father died after Hatsot, and one case he died before Hatsot, and it depends if he's registered with him or he's not registered. So therefore he splits up the uh, Braita, the two different cases. Now Shiravya Amar, now Shiravya comes and gives a different answer. 
The whole Belayda is talking about where the father died after Chatzot. But when Chatzot came, already the father was a Goses. He's on his uh, deathbed, which means he's on his last, uh, his last breath. Now, what's going to be the, the Deen? Well, if the son is registered uh, on the Qurban Pesach with him, so therefore, he's going to have to bring it as a Qurban Pesach. Because once the father dies after Hatzot, doesn't matter. He's registered with him, he's going to bring it uh, for a Qurban Pesach, because he's part of the Qurban. The problem is, let's say he's not registered with him. If he's not registered with him, and the father's a Goses, seemingly, he was still alive, the father. So the Qurban became a Qurban Pesach. Now when the father dies after Hatzot, the Chaurah, you should be gracing it. Because it was a Pesach, it was Ra'uy, and then it became Ra'uy. Why then does it say you bring it as a Shilamim? So the Gemara is going to say, Since he was a Goses at the time of Hatzot, you could assume that what? He's dying. And therefore, it was never considered a Pesach that was Nikmah. It was never established as a Pesach. And therefore, when the guy dies, you bring it as a Shilamim. It was not considered ever Pesach, and then it became Dahui. Because at the time of Hatzot, when the Pesach becomes Ra'uy, this guy already was a Goses. So you assume Rov Gosesim, they die. So therefore, what's the deal if it never became a Pesach? If it never became a Pesach, the son brings it as a Shalamim, because it was designated for a uh, Qurban, but since it was never Hal Pesach, what do you mean? It didn't Hal Pesach, it was after Hatzot. Yeah, it was after Hatzot, the guy was a Goses. Since the guy was a Goses, you assume that he's going to die, therefore, the Pesach was never Hal, therefore you bring it as a Shalamim. Rav Asheh Amar, Rav Asheh says, you can interpret it a little differently. Le'olam demi ta'har Hatzot. Really, I'll tell you, the guy died again after Hatzot. The Rabbi Shimoni and the Brightas found the opinion of Rabbi Shimon the Amar in Baale Hayim Nidhain that animals that are still alive cannot become rejected. Now what does that mean? Well let's analyze. If it's after Hatsot and the son is still alive, I'm sorry, and the son was registered, that's that's the obvious case. Of course he brings it as a Qurban Pesach. If the father died after Hatzot, so it became designated as a Pesach. Once it's designated as a Pesach, you're stuck. You have to bring it as a, uh, you have to let it graze. No, that's according to Hakamim. But Rabbi Shimon says that since the father died, and the animal is still alive, an animal cannot become rejected when it's still alive. Therefore, automatically they'll turn into a Shilamim. We learned Mahlokan uh, on this. Is there the Hoi Mehaim or not? Rabbi Shimon says, in the Hoi Mehaim, the animal's still alive. And therefore, it's not only for a Pesach, bring it itself as a Shilamim. Last answer, Rabina Amar, Kegon Shefrisho Achar Hatzot. Rabina says, you know what the case of Braita is? Not only did the father die after Hatzot, but it was designated after Hatzot. He didn't separate the animal until after Hatzot. Two things. Shefrisho Achar Hatzot, and this opinion holds like the Bizera that the key point is at the moment of Hatzot. Now let's analyze it. The, the simple case, if the, fa, if the son was registered, so they designated it after Hatzot, 
The son is registered. The father dies after Hatzot. The son is registered. The guy brings it as a Qurban Pesach. Now, if the son was not registered, here's the Hadus why you bring it as a Shalamim. Because it, it is never considered a Qurban Pesach from the beginning. Why? They designated it after Hatzot. And the father died after Hatzot. So there, for it was a moment they were considered Qurban Pesach. No. Because since at the point of Hatzot, when Qurban Pesach begins, there was no Qurban there. So therefore, it's never designated as a korban. That opinion holds, you look at the moment of hatsot. If there's no korban at hatsot, it never gives the animal designation. And therefore, the animal was never designated as a pesach. And therefore, when the father dies, bring it as a shalamim. You don't have to graze it. When you, only, when you graze an animal, when it was a pesach, and then it became dahoy. This time it became a pesach. Why? Because at hatsot, there was nothing going on. It wasn't there. When did the guy designate it? After the point of Hatzot. So when, it's, when the Hayyuf starts at Hatzot and there's nothing there, finish. It can never become designated as a Pesach in the sense that if the father dies, it'll just turn into a Shalamim. So those are basically the five different answers how to explain the Braita of Met uh, Be'alim. Okay, now we go to the uh, next Mishnah. Okay, you have a Qurban Pesach. It got mixed up with other Qurbanot. Other animals now. But she says, Shilosha Tilaim. You had three, let's say, sheep. Three different Qurbanot. Pesach, Ola, Asham. Now the Qurban Pesach is mixed in there. You don't know which one is the Pesach, or you don't know which one is the Ula, or which one is the Asham. So that she says, Kulam yid'uwachi yista'avu. You gotta let them all grace. V'yimakhru, sell them. V'yipilu bidmeh hayyafeh shibahim Ula. The shibah hayyafeh Ula haya. Let's say, for argument's sake, you just figure out the animals. The most expensive one, let's say, was uh, $1,000. Okay? Now you don't know if the thousand dollar one was an Ola, was an Asham, or was the Pesach. So you have to sell all the animals after they grace. Right? Now you have to take a thousand dollars, because that's the most expensive one, and buy an Ola, because maybe the most expensive one was Ola. You have to take another thousand dollars and buy an Asham, because maybe the Asham was the most expensive one, and take another thousand dollars and buy the most expensive, buy it for a Pesach. Now, obviously it's not going to be a value. Because you're selling all three, not all of them are worth a thousand. You're not getting that money. So the Mishnah says you have to compensate the extra money from your own <laughs> pocket. Because you have no choice. Now, now, she's bothered with a side question. Now, she says, what do you mean? How could you, how could you designate that money that you're gonna, from, the, from the sale? If you're going to sell the money, you sell it to get the money. Now you're going to take, uh, let's say, a thousand dollars of that money and designate it for Asham. That money already maybe was from the Asham. And now you're designating it for an Ola. You're not allowed to switch monies that were de- coming from one Qurban, from one Kiddushah, right. to buy a, another Kiddushah. It's a technical problem when it comes to uh, this uh, case over here. So that she says, if we have to take the monies from your house, you take three coins from your house, uh, the most expensive one, and you have to say, this one is for the Ola, and this one, you have to take clean money. Money that uh, is really not from the sale. Because if you take the money from the sale, you're taking money, maybe that was this thousand dollars that you're taking, maybe it was the, the, the ulam, came from the ulam. 
Now you're taking this thousand is for Asham. What do you mean? You're switching from an Olah to an Asham. So you have to take everything from your house and just designate it straight. So let's read that inside. The Pesach of the Arab Zabahim, Kulan Yerkuachistabu, Vimachru, Vyavi Bidmea Yafeshibahim, and you take the value of the the best one of the three, Miminze, Ubidmea Yafeshibahim, Miminze. Right, from each species, which means you have to bring from the best one in Olah, the best one from an Asham now, the best one as a Pesach, the Yafsida Mutar Mibito. And the uh, the extra money has to shell out, he shells out from his own pocket. Jeez, he sold the Kurbanot. But he didn't get uh, three thousand dollars. Right? He only got, let's say, uh, 2500 So now he's got to shut out the extra 500 because he's got to get 1000 for each korban from his pocket. Let's say the korban Pesach got mixed up with a bechor. Okay, bechor behema. You know, the firstborn animal that's born. Rabbi Shavon Omer, Im haburat koanim yochelu. Rabbi Shavon says, well, if the group is uh, for korban Pesach, you have a korban Pesach, now it got mixed up with a bechor. So he says, if the whole group anyway of your Qurban Pesach was made up of Kohanim, no problem. Let them eat both animals. And automatically they'll cover themselves in the Hayyuv of Qurban Pesach. Let's read Rashi. Let's Bechorot, two lines on the bottom. Shematan matan Pesach Shaveh. That's the point. Qurban Pesach and Bechor have very similar laws. The sprinkling of the blood are exactly the same. There's no need to wave any parts of the animal. Both animals you do not put your hands on the animal. Both animals do not have pouring on the mizbeah. So therefore, it's very, very uh, uh, good. They're similar. So therefore, the Bishra Olomir, in kola habula kola kohanim ayu, if the whole group of the Pesach was kohanim, yuklu et kulam bo balayla. Eat both korbanot and add a Pesach. V'yikrav Pesach l'shem Pesach kol makom shehu, v'abichorot l'shem bichor makom shehen. I just have to make a condition. When they're bringing both korbanot and the Mizbeah, just say, whichever one's Pesach, shem be l'shem Pesach. Whichever one's the Bechor, shem be for the sake of the Bechor. The sprinkling either way is the same on both korbanot. And the procedure is basically the same. So what do they do? On the night of Pesach, they bring these two karbanot over there, they put it out at the table, and they say, uh, whichever one is Pesach, we're eating it l'shem Pesach. Whichever one is Bechor, Bringing it as Bechor. Kohanim eat Bechor and Kohanim eat the Pesach because the whole group is Kohanim. So that's the way the Bishamon says to, to do it. So comes the Gemara and says on Amud Vet, Veha Kamaiti Kadashim the Beta Psul. What do you mean? The Bishamon? There is a difference between the Bechor and Korban Pesach. Korban Pesach is only eaten that night. What do you do by the next morning? Gotta burn it. Whereas according to the Bechor, you got two days. So therefore you are going to end up burning a Bechor, which is called this earlier than its time of eating. Now, that's the deen of bringing Kadashim the Bet Apsul. Normally, you're not allowed to burn a Korban before it's, before it's time. But in this case, by you, the Bishop was saying, let them eat it together uh, on the first night and treat it as Korban Pesach, you're going to limit the eating of the Bechor, instead of giving it two days, you're only giving it one night. So that's a quad problem. So the Gemara says, the Bishim on the Tame. The Bishim on holds the Amar, Mivi'im Kadashim, the Betapsul. He says, not a problem. Meaning, in this case, it's not a problem. Why? 
What's your other option? Your other option is let them graze until they become Baalimumim. If it's a choice between letting an animal graze and become a Baalimum, or bringing Kadashim to Beta Pisul, he opts better to bring Kadashim to Beta Pisul than having them graze and become a Baalimum. He comes in the Gemara and says, Dittan. He gives a proof from the Mishnah. What does it say in the Mishnah? Asham. Okay, the Qurban Asham. Shirit Arif Bishlamim. I got mixed up with a Qurban Shilamim. Rabbi Shiv'on Omer, Yishhatu Basafon, slaughter them both in the uh, Safon, in the north, which means treat it, both of them, like a Qurban Asham. Treat it with the stringencies of a Qurban Asham. Uh, because normally the Qurban Shilamim can be slaughtered anywhere in the Beit HaMikdash. And Asham can only be slaughtered in the north. Okay, you, you, you mix them up, take both of them. What's the difference? Slaughter them both in the north of the Beit HaMikdash. And um, it says, V'yuchlu kehomer shibahin. And let the Qurban eat both of them, but with the stringencies of both of them. What are the stringencies? That she says... Um, only the male Kohanim can eat it, only for one day and one night, and you can only eat it within the walls of the Azara. I treat it like an Asham. Uh, but what do you mean? Amru lo, en mivi'im kadashim By doing this, you're limiting the eating of the Shilamim. Because the Shilamim you get two days. But you see clearly what the Bishop won't say, better to limit the eating of a Shilamim, Instead of letting both animals graze and become uh, a Baalmum. So you see clearly the Bishwan in the Mishnah holds there is no problem in such a case to bring Kadashim. Levetapsul. Comes the Gemara and says, Virabanan Hechi Abdinan. Which means, according to the uh, rabbis, what do they do in the case of the Asham? Let's read Rashi. Vidrashi Virabanan. Virabanan de Amri en Mivi'in. According to the rabbis that say you don't bring Kadashil Betabisul, Heki Abdinan the Pesashinit Arab Bebechorot. The question is about the Bechor. What do you do in the case of the Bechor? Bishlamagabe Asham. In the case where the Shilamim got mixed up with Asham, Shinit Arab Bishlamim, or Pesashinit Arab Beola the Asham, or where the Pesach got mixed up with an Olan Asham. He says, I have no problem in that case. You're not losing out at all. Let them graze, sell them, and buy the exact Qurbanot. Once again, buy an Asha, buy a Ola, buy a Pesach. But the problem is, whenever Bechor in a Pesach, you're stuck. Why you're stuck? Because the law is, a Bechor is not redeemable. Which means... The Kohanim eat the Bechor, you cannot sell it, you cannot, even if you let it graze and become a Baalmum, the deen of a Bechor is the Kohen eats it as a Baalmum. So therefore your Bechor, there's no way to take the Kiddusha off. Now a Pesach is the opposite. The only way you can get around the Pesach is, you have to sell it and use the money for Karabba. So you're stuck now, you have a Korban Bechor, right? You have, the Bechor is eaten for uh, two days. You have a Pesach. It's even one day. According to the rabbis, you can't tell the Kohanish, eat them both, because you're bringing Kadashim the Be'et Apsul. You don't have an option to graze them, because by grazing them, you're not taking the Kiddushah off the Bechor. 
Because the Bechor is still eaten as a Korban, as a Ba'alun. So what do you do in this case over there? How do the rabbis negotiate the case of a Bechor and a Pesach that got mixed up? So comes the Gemara and says... Comes the Gemara and says... The Rabbanan, Hechi Avdin, and what do they do in the case of the Asham and the, I'm sorry, with the Bechor and the Pesach? So the Gemara says, Amar Rava, Namtino Achiyumimu. Okay, first of all, you wait until both of them become Ba'almum. The Avi Behemashimena. Bring a, another animal, a fat animal, which means, bring the expensive, which you just size up the Pesach and the Bechor. Bring a third animal which is worth the most expensive of the two. Velema, and say the following. Which means, you say, wherever, whichever one of these is the Pesach, let the Kedushav, the Pesach, go on this animal over here, because you're able to transfer the Kedushah of a Korban Pesach that you don't know where it is. So, they take that kiddushah off. Now, the Pesah is redeemed. Now you have two animals that are what? Ba'almum. So what's the deen? If one of them is the Pesah, it's not a Pesah anymore. You redeemed it already. She's eating regular meat. Okay, no problem. You're allowed to eat regular meat. That's Ba'almum. The other one that's a Bechor Ba'almum, good. They can eat it as well as a Bechor that is a Ba'almum. So therefore, that's the way Hakimim will get around the problem. Take another animal. You say, wherever the Quran Pesach is one of these two, let the Kiddushah of the Pesach go to this third animal. Good. So now this third animal has Kiddushah of the Pesach. And now you're left with two animals that are Ba'almum. One is Khulin, and one is Bechor. The Quran can eat both of them. Because they eat Bechor Ba'almum, and the Khulin that's Ba'almum, the can eat as well. Let's read Rashi. The value of the more expensive one. And say the following. Oh, so he's saying taking the money. We let the Kiddushah go on the money. They have the Korban Pesach there, right? You take the value of the money. Let's say it's worth $1,000, the, the more expensive one. So you take 1000 bucks. You say let the Kiddushah go on the money. Okay, you bring a Shilamim with that money. Because it's considered like a motara pesa. What's motara pesa? It's a residual pesa. I mean, you had a, a, a korban. You couldn't bring it as a pesa. What's the deen? You bring it as a shilamim. Now, Now, what is, he says you eat it as a bechor. That she said, the us, What does it mean you eat it as a bechor? Bechor has certain rules. What are the rules that she says? The Ezri Torah to end Nishchat Beitlis. You're not allowed to slaughter the uh, Korban Bechor uh, uh, in the Etlis. Etlis is the marketplace. The end Nimkar Beitlis. You cannot sell the meat of a Bechor. The end Nishkal Beitra. You can't use the meat of a Bechor as a weight to measure against it other meat. The Mayu Makir Bepesach Shenifdeh Hayas Shochato Umochro Beitlis Imirze. Hey, but if, if, if let's say he recognized, for example, which one was the Pesach, a Quran Pesach that is redeemed, you would be allowed to sell it in the marketplace. But obviously, since you don't know which one was the Quran Pesach, so you have to treat it as the Humrot of a Bechor. So again, you had the two animals, they got mixed up. You don't know what to do. Hakamim say, you're stuck. 
Why are you stuck? You can't just tell the Kwanim, eat them uh, together, because you're going to bring one of them, the Betapsul, because the Bechor is eaten longer than the Pesach. So what do you do? Take money, redeem the Pesach onto the money, take that money by a Shalamim. Now you got your both animals over there, eat both animals as Balmum, the Kohen that is, and eat it with the Deen of a Bechor, which is what? You can't slaughter it in the Italy's, you can't uh, sell the meat, you can't weigh against it, treat it as a Okay, now we go to the next Mishnah. Habura. Okay, this is a case we have a group of uh, members of a Korban uh, Pesach. Shabbat Pesach. They lost the Korban Pesach. They amru lehad, so they told one of the members of the group, Se ubakesh ushchot alenu. Go get it, go uh, find it, go find the Korban. And slaughter for us. Have us in mind, when you find it, you'll go slaughter for us. So he went, he searched, he found the Qurban. And he slaughtered and he had them in mind. But they, they went on their own after that. And they found another animal, and they slaughtered for themselves. So now the question is, where do they eat from? So the Gebaras Mishnah says, If the Shaliyah that they sent, if his animal was slaughtered first, who ochel mishelo? Of course, the shaliyah eats from that one. Vehem ochlim amo mishelo, and they also eat from him because since they designated him, they said go find a slaughter fast. So therefore, they're primarily with the shaliyah. So his korban came first. Therefore, what they did is nothing, and therefore they're uh, registered with the shaliyah. The im shlahen nishat rishon. Now, if their korban was slaughtered first, hem ochlim mishlahen. Because the fact that they slaughtered themselves as if they're explicitly saying what? They don't, we, they don't want to be part of the shaliyah anymore. Right? Especially his korban was not even brought yet. So they, well, they eat from their korban. Of course, the shaliyah can only eat from his. He cannot eat from theirs because he didn't tell them to slaughter for him. They told him that they want to be part of him and only went one way. So therefore the shaliyah always eats from the korban that he found. And in this case, since their command was slaughtered first, they eat from theirs. The man who is in the shat rishon, so you don't know which one was slaughtered first. Or sheshatu shenehem kehad. Or let's say they slaughtered both of them simultaneously. Who ochel mishelo? Again, the shaliyat oh, a simple answer. He always eats from his, because for sure he had himself in mind, and he did not have himself registered with the other people. However, vehem enam ochlim imo. However, they cannot eat with him, because maybe their korban was brought first. Now, if their korban was brought first, as if they're saying what? That they don't want to be part of the shaliyah. But they cannot eat from theirs as well. Why? Because maybe the shaliyah was done first, and therefore theirs cannot be. So what do they do with theirs? They send it out to the Beta Serefa, they burn it. Ufturin milasot Pesach Sheni. But regardless, they're exempt from being Pesach Sheni. Why? Because either way, they were registered somewhere. Now the deen is, you don't have to eat the Korban Pesach to count as if you brought the Korban Pesach. So therefore, either they were registered on the first Korban of the Shaliyah, or they were registered on their own. Now, they can't uh, eat from any of these korbanot over here, because they really don't know who's they registered. They can eat from the first guy, because maybe they weren't part of him. Then there's somebody, somebody that's not registered eating from Korban Pesach. They can't eat from their own 
Because maybe the first one was brought first, right? The Shaliyah was brought first, and they, 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 there's nothing. It doesn't matter. They're exempt from Pesach Shini, because bottom line, they were somewhere. Either in the first one or the second one. Okay, that's the first case of the Mishnah. Now we give the second case. Amar Lahin. Okay, now the Shaliyah, in the second case of Mishnah, tells the members of the group, Im Iharti, and listen, if I don't come back, if I'm delayed, I'm going to go try to find the original one. But if, I, if I'm late and uh, I don't come back, So he tells I want you now to bring for me. That's how this case is different than the first case. In this case over the Shaliyah is also designating them to slaughter for him. Now, So the Shaliyah went, he found the original one, and he slaughtered. And they also went, and they slaughtered. What's the deen? If theirs was slaughtered first, of course the group eats from the one they slaughtered, and he also eats with them, because he designated them, go slaughter for me. And therefore, he wants to be part of them. Now, if the shaliyahs was slaughtered first, obviously he eats from his own, then and they eat from their own, because they didn't tell him in this case, go slaughter for us. This was only one way. This was only where the shaliyah said, you do it for me if I'm late. So therefore, in the case where the uh, shaliyahs was done first, they cannot eat from his, they only eat from their own. Let's say they don't know who's done, who's done first. Oh, Ke'ehad, or they did it simultaneously, hen ochlim mishilahin. Well, obviously the, the group eats from theirs, because they, they slaughtered the Korah Pesach legitimately. But he cannot eat from them, because maybe his was first. If his was first, he doesn't want to be part of the other group. And his has to be burnt. Why? Because maybe he was joined with the other group. Maybe theirs was slaughtered first. And therefore his is not legitimate. So he let it go to Pentasirefa. But what? But he also was exempt from Pentasirefa. Because either way he was registered somewhere. Okay, now we go to the third case of the Mishnah. If they both designated themselves, you bring for me... Right, they tell the Shaliyah, you bring it for us, and the Shaliyah says, if I'm late, you bring it for me. This way, everybody designated each other. So the deen is, Ochlin kulam minarishon. So whichever one was slaughtered first, everybody's part of the first one. Vim enu yadua Right, in this case of it, you don't know. Nobody knows whose Qurban they're registered on. So therefore, burn both of them. But they're going to be exempt. Because bottom line, everybody was registered on a Qurban Pesach at the time of the Shahita. So therefore, they're okay. Now, we give the fourth case of the Mishnah. Lo amar lahen velo amru lo. Nobody designated anybody for anything. The Shaliyah went his way, the group went their way, then the deen is en achra'in Nobody's responsible for anybody. Everybody's on their own now. Which means the Shaliyah, when he finds his Qurban, finished. He's on his group. When they find their Qurban, they're on their group. Nobody's responsible for each other. You don't have to say who was first, who was second. I didn't designate you, and you didn't designate me. Everybody's on their own. Okay, now we go to the next case. Fifth case, the Mishnah. Shteh Haburot. Interesting case. You have two groups. Shinit Arebu Pisrahin. 
Okay, you got two groups. The Quran Pesach got uh, mixed up. Now they got a problem. They don't know who's is who's. Elu moshchin lahen echad ve'elu moshchin lahen echad. So the deen is just one group takes one Quran and the other group just arbitrarily takes one and the other group takes another one. Echad me'elu balo etzel elu ve'echad me'elu balo etzel elu. And you let one of the one member of one group defect to the other group, and one member of that group defect to the other group. And then they make a condition amongst them. They say like this: If this korban pesa was originally ours, you are. Uh, Pulled away from where you were supposed to be, and we're joining you with us. The im and if this korban pesa really belongs to you, we're pulling away from ours. and we'll join with you. Now, what are you gaining by this system over here? Well, I have another system, easier system. What do you have to start making one guy defect and all that? Just. Let everybody keep the groups the same. You take one, and you take one, and uh, you bring it as, and you say, if it's, uh, if it's uh, ours, uh, this one over here, okay, so uh, we're bringing the, the right one, and if it's not ours, we're all defecting over here, which is we're all going to pull ourselves away from this one, and we'll be uh, part of the other one, which is we'll be counted on the other one. You cannot do that. The deen is like this. You can never leave a Qurban Pesach, without anybody registered on it. You always have to have at least one registrant on the Qurban Pesach. If the Qurban Pesach for a moment has zero registrants, it becomes Pasul. So therefore you have to figure out a way to always guarantee there's always be one guy that's on the Qurban Pesach. So how do you do that? If one guy defects from one group to now, at least you have four and one. For sure one of these guys is part of that Qurban Pesach. The Qurban Pesach was never left Either the, one of the four guys own it, or the fifth guy owns it. So, so, so you're definitely covered, right? You're not going to have a problem of leaving a korban pesach ownerless. That the Gemara gives another example. The Gemara Mishnah says, "Vechen hamish chaburot shel hamisha hamisha veshel asara asara." Let's take a case. You have five groups, and there's five members of each group. Moshim lein echad mekol chaburah vechaburah. Each guy takes arbitrarily each group. Takes one of the korban pesach. They got mixed up. Right, so each each five take one korban pesach. However, uh, how do they make the group of five? The groups of five are made one from each group. Then you have five groups. Then now you got to make new groups here because you don't know where the korban pesach. Is. You don't know who's is who's. Take the korban. Each group will be made of one from each of the five groups. What are you guaranteeing by that? For sure, somebody in that group. Is the, the owner of this Qurban Pesach. Which means, otherwise, if you're just going to arbitrarily say, right, everyone just take a Pesach. Could be now, you have a Qurban Pesach that doesn't have any of its original registrants. And therefore the Qurban Pesach becomes Pasul. Say no. What you do is, you have the five groups, which have 25 people. You take one, 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 new group. Okay, then take another. Five guys, new group. And then you give each one a Pesach. So for sure in every single group, one of the guys is, owns that Pesach. And then, what do they do? The same system as we said above. The four guys tell the one guy. The four guys tell the one guy, listen, if it's yours, we're out of the other ones and we're with you. 
if it's ours, you're out, and you're with us. And now, the next guy has got to tell the remainders the same thing. Which is, each guy in the group now has to tell the remainders group, the, 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 the second guy now in the group. He comes to the remaining four, and he has to come along and tell, listen, if it's mine, you're with me. If it's yours, I'm with you. And then the third guy does it to the remaining four. So each one in the group has to make this condition to all four guys that are remaining in order that the Korban Pesah automatically will be eaten by the right people. Now, like we said, they take one from each group. And they say the same thing as we said in the last case. Now we go to this case. Last case of the Mishnah. I'm sorry. Two guys. The Quran Pesach got mixed up. So they have a problem. Because uh, there's only two guys here. Ruben has, he's alone. And Shimon's alone. They don't know who's who. So what are they going to do over here? You can't just say arbitrarily, alright, listen, we'll split them up, uh, we'll take uh, one, we'll take one, maybe you're not on this one, maybe you're not on that one. Now already you have a Qurban Pesach that doesn't have its original uh, registrant, so you're stuck. And as you don't have the ability to do this uh, uh, condition that we said above, that one of the guys from the other group joined, there's no one, there's no one else, just Lovin and Shimon. So how do they negotiate in this case? So the Mishnah says, First, let little Van take one of them, and let Shimon take one of them. We don't know if they took the right one or not. Now what do they do? And then let them go take a guy from the street. Let's read that she inside. Mm-hmm. So Reuven and Shimon, their two Qurban Pesas got mixed up. Reuven Moshech lo Echad, Shimon Moshech lo Echad. Reuven takes one, Shimon takes one. Reuven holech umimane imo et levi minashuk. Reuven goes and joins Levi from the market. He brings him. He says, wherever my Pesach is, you're with me wherever my Pesach is. He doesn't designate him on a specific call because he doesn't know really which one it is. But you're with me regardless. Shimon uh, joins Yehuda from the Shuk. And he says the same thing. Wherever my Korban is, you're with me. So now there's two registrants to each Korban, but we don't know which ones. But each Korban has at least two registrants on it. Now, as she continues, now they switch. Reuven goes to the Qurban that Shimon chose, and Shimon goes to the Qurban that Reuven chose. Now Reuven tells Yehuda, that was the guy off the street, that Shimon joined with him. Right, he remained with the Qurban that Shimon chose. If this Qurban Pesach is really yours, meaning, meaning if Shimon took the right one, his original one, and therefore you're part of this 
korban because Shimon joined you with with his korban, so you're part of it. So I am going to pull out from mine. So I will join you on this one. But let's say this one is really mine, meaning which is we didn't choose right. And therefore this one right now is mine, and therefore you're not registered on this one, so therefore you'll defect from where you are, and you will join me. Therefore, each one had to do this and pick a guy from the marketplace. They just want to do this when they're alone. Why don't you just say like this? If we chose the right ones, so we're good. The im lav, and if we didn't choose the right ones, had any moshech mishriv in the al shilcha. So I'll pull away from mine and join yours. That's no good. Why? Because nimsak keshun nimshak mishelo hariu maniach pischo kamotu kilomar belo baalim. You can't do that. Which means you cannot leave a korban pesach ownerless. Because once a korban becomes ownerless, it becomes pasul. Shadai lo nimne ahed alav. Because the other guy did not. Join on him, which is when you say, I'm pulling out and joining on yours. And, and the other guy, for that second, that Quran now has no owner, even though Shimon's going to say the same thing. And if I pick the wrong one, I'm, I'm pulling off of this one and I'm joining on that one. But, but again, that, until he says that, the Quran is left ownerless. Now, Lashi just continues and says, Why don't you just say it often like this? Let Uvin and Shimon just be the only players over here and let them both join on each other's Quran and then pull out. From wherever there's are. You can't do that, that she says. Because a person cannot join himself on two Qurban Pesachs. You have to pull away from one and join on the other. So the only option of the Mishnah is, as we said, that they take two guys from the Shuk. That ensures that the Qurban Pesach will always have somebody registered on it. And therefore, uh, each uh, one will make this condition, as we said, with the uh, other fellow from the Shuk. And therefore, the Qurban Pesach can be eaten. Uh, meaning Reuven will eat with Yehuda and Shimon will eat with Levi and uh, this case is, uh, is uh, will work out fine. Amen, amen.